The Denver Nuggets are a win away after winning in game four. Me and Chris are going to break it all down, talk about what could come in, in game five and what's going on with Jimmy. We'll get into all that and more right after this. You are locked on NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Hayes and welcome to another episode of Locked On NBA, and today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA. And when you enter promo code locked on NBA, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. That's Chris from Locked On Calves. Uh, we're going to go ahead and break down this game and everything that happened. Uh, overall, Chris, Nuggets win game four. They're one win away. How you feeling? Look, I, I feel Denver has been in control this series for most of it, and this felt like another extension of that, right? Even even yeah. in the moment where you think, is Miami going to come back? Are we going to see them make the comebacks? We've seen they make this whole playoff run, mm -hmm. and Jokic is out with five fouls. Miami yeah. can't push there. Murray does his stuff. They get Bruce Brown buckets. They get Aaron Gordon buckets in this game. Denver has just felt better and this is the first time the heat's kind of we're gonna lurk we're gonna be around we're gonna be annoying we're gonna muck up the game and then we're gonna pounce when we can this is the first time a team has not seemingly been overwhelmed by that denver's been the best team i think the whole playoffs they've been the much better team in this series yeah denver's been yeah like you said much better team much uh more of a team effort overall um like you said even with Jokic on on the on the uh the bench with foul trouble uh, you like the way that the players stood up, both offensively and defensively. And this is a team that it's it really can come from any direction at any time. Like, and um, I just don't know if Miami is equipped to deal with like I, I get the way that Miami's grounded out these wins all playoffs and it's commendable, but I just gr all the grind in the world only gets you so far when you're facing a team that's just this thorough in the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, and look, they're not getting enough from some of the role guys. Like the Caleb Martin stuff has not extended to this series in the way it did against Boston. You know, you got 13 from Lowry, but that's probably not enough. You got, you got, I mean, you got three pointers from Kevin Love, and that just, it just, it just feels like it's a drop in the bucket of, of what they're trying to overcome here. This, this is, this series is for like the first time I feel like Miami has really missed Tyler Hero. And I don't, I just can't imagine we're going to see him now because, like, what's the point of bringing him yeah. back? down three one like i mean like he might feel differently about that i just can't imagine the team is going to be like this is worth the risk to bring him back now but they, they could use just the shot creation the dribbling the the three-point ability like they could have used that just to kind of overcome some of the things that just aren't working for them but even then i don't think that would have been enough but at least things maybe could have felt a little bit different from it had a more of a puncher's chance if they at least had someone like hero in there to to do what he does which is just get buckets and diversify kind of what, what the looks like in third Denver's defense. Yeah. I mean, that that's, that's the part. been, yeah. Not having Tyler here on the series is, is just definitely evident in this one, especially in one that, you know, Jimmy hasn't quite been able to go like he did in the previous series. But I think overall, just, I, I think with, when I look at these games, it's really Miami, just, they'll have an answer for, for maybe somebody, but they don't They don't have an answer for all the weapons on this Denver Nuggets team. And just everybody, Jokic's whole supporting staff has just been so much more consistent this playoff run than the last couple of years as well. How do you think about What do you feel about that one? Well, I think they've been healthy is the yeah. thing. It's like Murray and MPJ, who has not been particularly good at these finals, but wasn't around. Those are two very big pieces. Yeah. And 
They swap out Monty Morris. They swap out their bench pieces, and they bring in Bruce Brown in free agency, and they get KCP in the trade. Even like KCP, I don't has not kind of hit the highs we maybe seen him hit before in this mm-hmm. series. Only seven points in this game, but he's playing defense. He did hit two threes, and Bruce Brown like drops twenty one off the bench. He's taking, he's dribbling around in ISO on the perimeter, taking pull up threes. Like that's crazy. It's crazy, and it's like this is a guy. That when we came to understand what he was in Brooklyn, it was this very niche, like cutting wing because he couldn't shoot. And now he's out like doing this. It is because they're not really that deep. Like Gordon played 42 minutes. Jokic played 37. Would have played more if not for foul trouble. Murray played 43. KCP played 36. Brown played 30. You got Christian Brown played 15 and Jeff Green played 16. They're not like the deepest team, but all of these guys are actually ad- are being additive. Even like MPJ, at least in this game, I felt was a little bit more involved, but all of these guys have been additive and they're getting, they're doing the classic title winning thing where it's like you get the uh, just a sprinkle of enough role player games throughout a series. Like you had the Christian Brown game, the game before, maybe this is the Bruce Brown game. Are, are we seeing, is Mike Malone just out coaching Eric Spolster? Do you think he's come down to a talent thing? What, what, which one do you give it more for? Because I'd say that I have my, I have Eric Spolster as one of the best X's and O's coach in basketball. And just seems like he can't find an answer outside of game two in this series. I, I think it's a, a talent thing. I, I think Spoh's the best coach in the league yeah. for me. Like if I were to pick a coach today to run like a franchise, I would be, I would be picking Spo and, and give him whatever amount of money he wants. But I, let me let me ask you this kind of as a follow-up to that. Is Mike Malone, they pointed this on the broadcast, they brought this up a lot, has been with Denver for eight years. Mm-hmm. That's the fourth longest tenure. It'd be what? Pops ahead of him, Spo's ahead of him, and there's and there's I'm I'm forgetting someone who else has been there longer. But he has like had a length of a run that of a as a coach that is not typically common all the time anymore. We don't get guys that get this long to kind of go through the ups and downs. Like you could have seen, I think an, another team would have like fired him like last year, even if there, yeah. you could have just been like the injuries. Is there something to just like this guy? They clearly knew like they just stuck with some of this over time. Is there any of that that is just like he's maybe not as good of a coach as Spo, but like he's pretty good and you stuck with him long enough to kind of let him get a chance to do this. Is there something to that? I've been kind of thinking about that during this finals. I think that, yeah. And I think then also having just the continuity in most of that roster, I think as well, like as a coach, you would hope that the, you, you get more familiar with the players as they go over time and you adapt your, your game. And so I, I do think Mike Malone has benefited from the time he's been in Denver for sure. Um, I just still think that you just and maybe even for the players too. The players have heard that same message. They haven't had to have the the a different coach every two years like some of the young younger uh, teams do. So maybe it's the balance between the two, just his longevity being there and him really being the only voice that a lot of these players have heard in the NBA. And it seems just also just in this. Maybe it's just a market thing, but it, they've mm-hmm. stayed stable. Like, there's been a lot of Murray's had the quotes and Malone's had the quotes about how they didn't trade Murray and they could have. Yeah. And it felt like it, it has culminated in this, right? Like, it has felt like this is, it's going to be looked at as like Jokic's coronation, I think, right? Like, this is going to be looked at as like, this is Nicole Jokic's title. It's going to be harder to 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 pick at him and and how good he is and all that stuff because he's done the thing. He won the ring, right? Yeah. It's kind of like Giannis a couple of years ago. It, 
that it's going to happen. To be honest, but it also I think for the rest of this guy, the rest of this core, the rest of this coaching staff, the front office that has stayed. So I know Tim Conley went to Minnesota and gave up all the picks for Rudy Gobert for, <laughs> but um, good for David Locke, bad for. Locke. <laughs> but um, th- this they have stuck with this, like they tinkered, oh. they. You know they they made the right moves to get like a more championship roster, but they've tinkered in in the ways that have really set them up for success. I feel like it, and it's, but it's also the same core of guys, the 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 structure. It's Malone, it's Jokic, it's Murray, and everything else has just kind of been built around that. They've gave that time to breathe. Yeah, and that says something when you set you know your groundwork and then your pillars on how you build the rest of of it out. And so I mean the, the different Nuggets are a thoroughly red team. Here's what I'm going to ask you just before we uh, kind of end this segment here: How big of a fail would this be if Denver somehow does not win this series? Uh, historic. <laughs> I mean, it's it's only yeah. happened one other time. It, a team has only blown a three win lead one other time. That obviously was the. Uh, Golden State Warriors in 2016, this series yeah. that I, uh, you know, and had a lot of fun watching and processing. But <laughs> I, I, I would give that. I mean, well, like I give this like under a one percent chance. Like, I just, I, I think this is pro. I think this might be over Monday. We might be just in full and Wemby mode Tuesday morning. Hey, that's probably what's going to happen. And I mean, yeah. I'm ready for it, too. But uh, next up, we're going to be talking about and asking what's going on with Jimmy Butler. But before I do that, got to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, and that is Bird Dogs. Now, Bird Dogs offers one of the most comfortable pair of shorts that I've ever personally worn. Um, they have the khaki design. They have uh, You can even get it get it with a, a liner on the interior. You can wear it as your, as your swim trunks. If you need a do-it-your-all short, Bird Dogs is definitely the place to go for it. Um, and so go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA in a promo code locked on NBA for free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA for free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right, Chris. Um, Jimmy Butler, man, hasn't quite seemed to self this whole series. How are you feeling about Jimmy Butler? What do you think is going on with Jimmy? There's, it's got to be an ankle thing, right? Like it, it feels like whatever injury that limited him starting in the Knicks series and and he played through it obviously, but it, it is we have not seen like the the Jimmy Butler who wrecked the Milwaukee Bucks in round one since that series. We yeah. haven't, and there's times in the series he's really like I. You see him doing stuff where it's just like he's not even always looking to attack in these prime attack positions. Like he's yeah. he's getting on like there's times in the fourth quarter where you see a possession or two and he goes at Murray and he gets a little more pace and you get him going and it works. But the other times you're seeing him like get into the lane where he otherwise maybe would have controlled his dribble and try to get the up fake and, and get the guy up and then he drops the foul or he's at least like creating a he's at least a little more patient. He's looking to pass the ball and he's done this the entire series. I this to me is like if there's other reasons Denver's just better, I think. But if you wanted to say like mm-hmm. make a case of like what has not worked for Miami, it's that Jimmy hasn't been world-ending Jimmy this whole series, and they're not going to beat Denver. Denver's too good and too composed to get unraveled, I think, by a Miami team that doesn't have Jimmy just stepping on their neck all the time. I agree. I think that, and and it, Jimmy has had such a run this playoff series that. You know, it, it sucks to see a player 
get to this level and be the motor that got that helped push this team to get to the finals and then seemingly just not having enough to really perform at that same level in the finals right you have to you like jimmy's been on on an almost historic run this playoff run um and just what he's been doing but you know i I think when you look at Jimmy and the fact that he's passing more, the fact that he's not as aggressive, it's it's partly due to Denver's defense because you're just not going to penetrate on them consistently. And like you said, like at some point, the Jimmy train was going to stop. At some point, it, it had to. Are you, are you? Do you think it is just he's out of gas, or do you you? It's an ankle. Like what? What do you kind of attribute this to? Like it, more, if you had to kind of create a pie chart of like this is Denver. This is Jimmy's ankle. This is he's just out of gas because of how much he's had to do to get to this point. How would you kind of break up your what you attribute all that to? I mean, I, I think I would probably attribute it to the to the gas, the lack of gas first, and then then maybe the ankle. Because um, I think if he if he did have that little bit of extra gas, he'd even be able to push through that ankle. And I just think it's just the combination of the two being the biggest thing is that uh, that's what's really hurting Jimmy right now. What what about you? What do you think? I think it's injury. Like I. I there's a I don't know if there's a there's a show the ringer has called the press box where they mm. sometimes talk about they talk about this type of story we get in sports where it's like the day after something ends you're like oh this whole time there's been this thing happening and you get the the details Jimmy Butler's ankle is worse than we knew is like a prime like the day after the finals ends they tell us that Jimmy's going to be in a boot for six weeks he saw yeah. the Jimmy Butler event he saw went and saw the Jimmy Butler of ankles he found himself he could play. And we and he moved on, but I, I I think the ankle is clearly just limiting him. He doesn't feel like he has the burst. He doesn't have the lift. There's a jump shot he took in this game that was so like it was like sometimes he has this because he's not the purest jump shooter in the world. Mm-hmm. But he had a line drive jumper in this game. Like there's no lift, and it just feels like he doesn't. He can pick his spots a little bit, and he took nine free throws in this game. This was a better overall Jimmy game that I think we've gotten in this series that Miami got in this series. But it wasn't like this is like B Jimmy Butler. This isn't like a, a plus Jimmy Butler that, and to me it has to be, it's the ankle. And that goes right up there with um, the, the fatigue. I, I, cause I, as much as I, I think Denver's done a good job on him. I don't think mm-hmm. that their defense, if he was right, would be unsolvable for him. I feel like Jimmy would probably at some point, like kind of pick it apart. You know, I, yeah. I would expect him to at least. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is there any player on the heat? as well, like outside of Jimmy that you've looked at and just been disappointed at the series they've had so far? I think Struess a little bit. Um, I don't know if we're in like cost himself money category because he's a free agent, but he's had a rough series. Um, and I, th- I, you know, Caleb Martin a little bit too. Maybe we should have expected him to come down to earth because he was never going to like remain probably the best, like the best player in Miami's team. Like he was in the <laughs> conference finals, but yeah. like, I think it's, I think it's those two guys and it's maybe the collective of the heat role guys have all kind of come and go a little bit. They haven't, you know, like maybe this shows us the limits of, okay, like you can find these guys, develop them and, and get really good production out of them for a while. But like, maybe that you just, at some point do just like need the, the, the hybrid, like that, the thoroughbreds. You do you need those guys at the very time. Is there anyone that's kind of, disappointed you and in, in how this has gone oh man um i would say to me gabe vincent i've been really disappointed mm-hmm. in the play of yeah, gabe vincent i just think that he like he hasn't been as impactful defensively like i don't I don't, I don't know how many shots he's hit the whole series but i i doubt it's all in double digits for the whole four games yet it just seems like gabe vincent just 
He's just a guy out there. And there's times where Kyle Lowry's out playing him, and you should not be saying that in 2023. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Kyle Lowry, though, is a menace. He remains a menace. Like yeah. He just remains like do a little cheap Kyle Lowry stuff. And I just respect <laughs> the fact that it's year 17. He's able to pull it off. Um, I, I just, Miami just feels kind of at this point, if they, they feel that match to me, like Denver's not the deepest team in the world. I, you know, we get to this point of the year, teams play seven, eight guys. And, and that's kind of it. Your starters play every minutes, but like they, they've just felt, I mean, like I, I, in another, in another world, like a series where MPJ is just not effective and not hit, hitting threes, I think would have been really costly for Denver. And it just like hasn't mattered because Jack Struess isn't hitting threes. Gabe Vincent isn't hitting threes anymore. Caleb yeah. Martin's not like kind of doing what he did in, in, in the Jimmy thing. It's all just kind of additive. Like even on a night where like, again, Kevin Love had three threes and was making hustle plays and contributing in his 18 minutes. It's just like, you need all this other stuff to go right. And then here we are. Yeah. That, that, you look, you're down three, one. Um, it, it, it when you with the um the Miami Heat and their chances right of of trying to get anything is there anything that you look at that they need to change with the offense the defense who they're going to at times to maybe try to give them an edge in Game Five and maybe try to get back in the win column. What I, whatever energy you can get out of Jimmy, I think you gotta rev that up. And I wonder if they just if there's if there's anything it's it's probably a Spo thing, right? Like it's. Mm. It's maybe like does Spo have another trick in his back pocket? I don't know if he does. I mean, I, you could, I don't know how you felt about the zone stuff, but it's like I felt the zone. It, the numbers and stuff would tell you it works, mm-hmm. but then at times you watch the shots Denver gets, and it's like I don't think this actually works. And you can tell <laughs> that Miami, Miami hasn't gone full bore into the zone thing. But I wonder yeah. if there's just another thing they try in that regard, just to try something. But and they're, they're smarter than me. They get paid a lot. They'll figure this out. I'm sure maybe Pat Riley has ideas, but like I, I don't know what the adjust the, the adjustment just feels like. Maybe you hit more threes and you get lucky and you and you steal game five. That and because Denver's just like we have the series and they kind of they coast a little bit. I don't suspect that's going to happen. I kind of suspect they might just try to end this at home. But um, I it it feels Miami feels a little bit that another rope to me right now. They, it feels just a little bit like we're done here. Yeah, it does feel like that, and you know it. <laughs> You hope for, you know, something surprising, especially with the NBA finals. And I, I, I the, for the question that I asked you, like, I don't know that I can see any one thing. Like you said, unless Eric Spolster just decides, hey, it's game five. Let's just get let's just get crazy out there. I just don't see any type of adjustment they can make that changes the outcome of this drastic. I think Denver will have the answer for most everything they do as long as you're not getting um, the Jimmy that we saw in the Eastern Conference finals. So. Not at yeah. all. Um, I yeah. think we should go ahead into break now, I believe, yeah, and tell everyone about our friends at FanDuel. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. They're almost over, but you can still make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That is $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. I told Hayes this before we started recording. Uh, I'm on the verge of having a Nuggets title future cash. at plus. I got that at plus 800. I'm feeling great about that. I got that when sports betting came online in Ohio. I, I'm going to be a happy guy if I have $80 for, from, from our friends at FanDuel from that. They have great promotions every day, a safe and secure app, and you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action and all the action, really, at America's number one sports book. 
FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, so biggest question left is, I think we've kind of answered over the course of this, is, is do the Nuggets close it out in game five? And I think we are both in line that, yeah, it's time. We can start planning our uh, our draft parties and things like that, kind of focus on on those things uh, coming <laughs> up because I just I, – I don't see any – I don't see any way that, that it's not a, a Nuggets win in game five. I just don't see it. No, I, th- I think Denver closes this out. And I, I think that where this took me in the fourth quarter when I was just saying, like, okay, we're going to get the, the Denver win here – is who takes like the Jokic crown of like the star that maybe like needs the title. That's like where my brain went. That's not the most like fair place to go to the Miami Heat. I understand that. Maybe Jimmy is the answer. It's just like he's made the finals twice now, hasn't won a title. But my brain started to to wander there, just wondering like who's the next guy that kind of needs one of these to kind of so we can just stop like picking at them needlessly all the time. Jokic has been that guy, I think, lately. Cause they're they're gonna win this. They're gonna win at home. I also want them to win at home. Because I yeah. think it's cooler when teams in this situation win at home. It will be a much better scene for them to win in Denver than it would be for them to like win in front of like a South. I don't know in, in South Beach where like Conor McGregor's doing like Spawn Con in the middle of the game. I don't know if you saw this. <laughs> yeah, I saw this. But I'm just like, what are we doing here? I want Denver to win at home in front of like that raucous crowd. That that's what I want. That would be amazing, and you know, like, I, yeah, I, it's it's better when the home teams win it for sure. Uh it, it's, to answer your other question on what player doesn't move to the next one that like needs to get over the hump, does it does it go to Luca? And I know Luca's not been as decorated, wow. but I think it goes. Wow. Shout, shout out Ooh. to Nick, but I think it goes yeah. to Luca. My br- so I he didn't even pop into my mind just because I feel like he's still young and like I that organization's just that's tough over there. Um, yeah. Is it Embiid? It, Embiid's a fair one. Embiid's definitely a fair one, especially, uh, you know, him winning an MVP and see what they do with that roster there. But I think Embiid's fair to be up next after that. I could see Embiid. I could see Tatum. I could see Booker, but, like, Booker, he's still kind of younger. I kind of yeah. have him and Lucas, like, a little bit younger, but I think those guys could both be fair with where they're getting. Yeah, it's funny. I kind of like skip over Harden just because I just like where is he at right now? Like, what? Yeah. Is, like, is he going to Houston? Like, if you go to Houston, I don't think you're contending for championships or care about that. Um, <laughs> it, it it feels like it would be Luca's a good answer. Luca's a really good answer for that question because I and I guess Dame might be the other one. It could go to Dame, but then at the same time, like we don't know what they're doing either. They could blow it up or trade him at the draft. Who knows? But yeah, and like and dude just. I don't think people like talk about, I think people just kind of like respect Dame in a way that like, and like say like, uh, like he's held it down to Portland and it's not a, he's never like been in the MVP race really in a meaningful mm-hmm. way where it's like, I don't know if he gets like the same scrutiny as like a Luca or a, or a Embiid has. And there's not like the same on court stuff sometimes with them where it's like the, mm-hmm. the, the defensive stuff and, and like, he's just kind of like a different kind of, it's like the energy is a little bit different, but he, he could be another one. Um, Boy, I that's a really great I, question. I, I'm just going to be thinking about the Luca one because I because he's that good. Yeah. And in a different era, you could have seen him like drag that ma- type of Mavs team like to the finals. But mm-hmm. like I the NBA is too good now. So like what is is that is that his fault? No. Like it's not his fault they traded all that stuff for Porzingis. Yeah. 
Like, I I just I think I just think what it comes down to, like I I feel like almost Zach, all the scrutiny at this point goes to Luca. Zach Levine. No, nah, I'm tr- I'm just trolling now because I was gonna uh, yeah, you, you yeah, could tell me, you could t- you could tell me Donovan Mitchell. I'd be like, eh, we're not we're not. <laughs> yeah, not Evan that. Mobley? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's a, but that's a really great question. Who's the next one to get all the scrutiny? I guess we'll see that story form over the over the course of the next season. Uh, what are your draft day plans, Chris? Because I mean, there's no well, point in talking about the game five anymore. We're, we already no, Denver, we got that in the book. Yeah. <laughs> Denver's gonna Denver's gonna win. I I. Yeah, Denver should close that out. Um, not, Miami's not a Cancun team necessarily. I just Denver's better. Um, <laughs> so the Cavs, like the team I cover, primarily the Cavs, like don't have like one second round pick. Yeah. And the draft is not as fun to think about when you don't have like actual picks to consider. Yeah. Um, Bulls, I under you know it's it's, it's the same. It's, pa- we have no picks. We don't even have a second yeah, round. Yeah. No. Look, I mean, maybe they can buy one, but you know, like it's. I'm mostly just really excited to see what Portland does. That that's mm-hmm. the thing for me now because it seems like Brandon Miller is going to. Yeah. And then what does Portland do? Do they take Scoot? Does Dame cool with that? Like I it gotta it, I think if they and that and that's the craziest thing is because you you could the Portland Trailblazers could literally draft Scoot and see and ride him out as their probably their next franchise player, hopefully. But instead, to appease Dame in a window that, to me, they're not going to put a title contender down there around Dame in that window, even with trading Scoot. And I just, I, I the Portland Trailblazers is always going to make the wrong decision, unfortunately, man. I think it's time to move on from Dame first. I love Dame. He's a great player. But I just don't see them doing anything meaningful in the time that Dame probably has left. All right. So what if the Heat want to get back to the finals next year, to bring this back to place to the finals, what's the Heat <laughs> trade to get Dame to Miami? <laughs> Oh what, what, man! And, then, and is it? It's like got to be like what Robinson's contract? Yeah, Duncan Robinson's Every, contract. How many picks? Like a lot of picks. All the picks. Everything yeah. Miami got at that point. I don't know like how many. Gonna, I don't know how many how many picks they have at their disposal. But everything they got. Because they don't have like and it'd be hero and probably hero. Yeah, and hero. It would have to that's be hero. The, yeah. Yeah, that would I. That's. That I don't know if that like thrills me if I'm Portland, but if you got Scoot and like I I guess I maybe you could move Hero somewhere else or move Simons. I, I don't know what you do there, but I would do that if I'm Miami. I mean, it's c- kind of clear watching these finals like they they could use that guy. One Pat Riley like should probably just like blow up Joe Cronin's phone like immensely on draft <laughs> night. Just be like, hey, you guys can get Scoot. Like you know, Dame Dame said it that he wants to that he would that he he's friends with Bam. Yeah, you want Tyler Hero and bunch of bunch of picks in the twenties. <laughs> Miami, yeah. Do you, do you think the same Miami Heat? How much of this Miami Heat roster do you think is going to be still here? Season starts next year, then we'll close it out. Bam and Jimmy are locks. Mm-hmm. Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin got to be a lock. He's under contract. I don't think Struess will be back just because like I think someone's gonna like throw a little more money at him, but maybe maybe I'm wrong. I feel I feel like I you could see a pretty significant turnover besides Jimmy, besides Bam. Maybe like I don't know how you trade Duncan Robinson, really. Like Jovich and Yurtsev and those guys would be there. But I think of yeah. the core, you you could see like so their starting five in this game was Struess, Vincent, Love, Butler, Bam. 
two only two fifths of that feel like locks to be back, right? Yeah, I would agree with that. I I think there's going to be a nice overhaul on that roster. Yeah, Pat, Pat's going to Dame Paul Chris Paul maybe who knows? That's I if if they revitalize Chris Paul and not getting hurt, then like I I will just. That's he culture is undefeated. If <laughs> he doesn't get hurt anymore playing for Miami, then like then that that's they should get a title for that. If I'm being for honest. that alone, that's yeah. Crazy. They get a, they Pat gets another ring if he gets Chris Paul. Gets <laughs> hey, maybe Pat Riley is indeed a vampire, and that's how they're healing people down there in Miami. So hey, you just never know. But anything left, Chris? I mean, no, man. I, I mean, I don't think Cody Zeller is going to be back next year. So. I th- I think we're 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 they're they're in Miami. They're in a nice city. Jimmy can go hang out with Neymar and watch <laughs> Lionel Messi and <laughs> Nicole Jokic can go back and take. I I do hope we get. I I won't be recording with you in on Lockdown NBA, so I'm just gonna say this now while I can. I really hope the Larry O'Brien Trophy gets to go back to Serbia with Nicole Jokic and we get to see with the ponies. Like we need it. That's funny. We need it. <laughs> we, we, need, we need we need it. Like I mean, we need it. I need it. I personally need it. I should. <laughs> I think I. I didn't think I realized I needed it before now, but I, I would agree with you on that one too. So there you go. You converted me. There we go. It's all there about Jokic. It's all he cares about anyway. So that's fine. <laughs> but thank you guys for tuning in, man. You guys make sure you go and check out Chris on Locked On Cavs. You can check me out on Locked On Bulls and uh, Locked On NBA is free and available Monday through Friday on YouTube. Your favorite podcast podcasting app of choice and audacity so make sure you guys stay tuned in with us over the course of even the offseason even when this series does does end on monday we'll see you guys on monday y'all peace